Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Today I have a wonderful guest and her name is Liz Fulcher. Liz brings 26 years of essential oil experience, research, and education to her work as a clinical aromatherapist and essential oil educator. Her passion is empowering others to become inspired by essential oils and teach them how to incorporate them into every part of their life for health and wellness. She has served as the Pennsylvania Director of the National Association of Holistic Aromatherapy for 17 years and is the owner of the Aromatic Wisdom Institute. It's a school of creative aromatherapy and essential oil education. You can hear Liz on iTunes on her popular Aromatic Wisdom podcast, where she shares practical and informative essential oil and aromatherapy information. To listen, go to AromaticWisdomInstitute.com slash iTunes. And be sure to visit her website, AromaticWisdomInstitute.com. And be sure to check out all of her offerings and classes and information. She's an amazing woman. Welcome to the show, Liz. Oh, my gosh, Gina. Can I live up to all that? <laughs> I, you've already done it all, sister. Oh, I know. It's amazing. When you when someone, like, reads a, reads your bio, it's I sort of feel like blush. I know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, it is so good to be here with you. We've been connected, you know, for, for some time now, and I'm honored, actually, really honored to be here with you and uh, to be talking with you and... And hopefully um, sharing insights and, and having fun. Absolutely. I always like to have fun on the on the air. Absolutely. Those are some of my favorite interviews is when there's a few giggles and boo-boos that happen along yep. the way, right? We're so <laughs> yes, relaxed. Ma'am. We're so relaxed we don't know quite what will happen. So it's so true. I have to say that your subject matter that you are so well versed in has always been a very close to my heart. Not that I was an aromatherapist, but I, I sold aromatherapy products back in the day in my health food stores. And uh-huh. I have to say it's always been really something I loved as far as being used for healing and health, because that's I've been doing health and wellness stuff for 25, 30 years here. Mm-hmm. And essential oils, people just don't know the magic behind all this. So I it's was so true. And so I have that interest in your world. And I know you have some interest in my world of most of definitely anxiety and stress. And so I was hoping you might, if you were willing to share your story a little bit with my listeners. You bet. Now, my story as uh, becoming an aromatherapist, my story with my anxiety. Let's start with the anxiety piece and get that going because everyone's going to be kind of wondering because they are anxious. Well, she must know what we can do with aromatherapy. And so I want you to tie that together because I know that you used uh, uh, your essential oils in your own healing. 
I most certainly did. I do. I will. (laughs) Absolutely. Essential oils are with me and I try different oils. Anyway, I, I get very excited when I talk about aromatherapy. Sometimes I start talking really fast and sometimes I go down rabbit holes. So Gina, keep me uh, on track. (laughs) I certainly will. Oh, in fact, we have, it's funny because the rabbit holes are so rampant in my classroom, meaning side conversations that we get really, you know, that are interesting, that one of my students actually laminated for me a gigantic board with Alice chasing the rabbit down the rabbit hole. The, um, <laughs> what was the, the bunny? Anyway, yes. and what we do is when we find ourselves having rabbit holes in the classroom, I'll say, wait, stop, we have to get back on track, but let's write this down. And I make a note of it on a post-it, and we put it on the on the Alice in Wonderland rabbit hole. So, <laughs> see, there was my first rabbit hole. Anyway, <laughs> so let's see. I have, I've learned as an adult that I'm a very sensitive person. And I know it sounds funny to say I've learned that. It's as if, it's kind of like I become aware that, okay, I, there's nothing wrong with me. This is just how I'm wired. And my whole life, I've been very emotionally sensitive. Um, I've always cried very easily. Forget about music. Even as a child, a lot of songs would make me, you know, teary and emotional. And so along with this sort of thin-skinned nature, of course, you know, anxiety and high nerves and easily startle, all that stuff that goes with being a highly sensitive person. It's sort of always been who I am. My siblings are not like that. My parents are not like that. So I always thought, oh, I won't talk about this much. It's just kind of, you know, I have this sort of side to me. And But I would get very nervous and, and anxious. As a child, I was scared of the dark, you, you know, you name it. Anyway, as I got older, it started to manifest as in college. Um, I start, I'm trying to remember when, because I, I started getting panic attacks at one point, but that came a bit later. Um, but I remember my anxiety was very, very high throughout college. And it was probably like in my 20s when I had my first panic attack and I didn't know what it was. I didn't get the racing heart. Like I thought I was going to die. I was just over. I just, it was terrified. It was unexplicable, just fear. I remember, in fact, I remember it would happen very often. It would happen. And still to this day, simultaneously when I would not have enough sleep and when I had poor nutrition you know, mm-hmm. what 20-year-old has great nutrition? Of course, it's taken me how many 50-plus years to to learn all of this. I wish I'd had these this information when I was younger, and this is another reason why I'm so happy to be here, mm-hmm. to share. The more we can get the word out about self-care um, when you have a highly developed nervous system. And anyway, so I well, went to Europe and... You know, it was always something that I would just always try to manage with, um, like, I would take a lot of calcium because I heard calcium was good for your nerves. And I'd take a lot of vitamins and things like that. And it wasn't until the mid-90s when I, I, I had lived overseas for a lot of years. I worked for the UN mm. in Rome, Italy. And um, very, very, you know, people say, how could you leave Rome? Rome is beautiful, but a chaotic city it's not a good geographical fit for me, any any chaotic city, because I need a quiet place. So in 1996, moved to um, Pennsylvania, where I live now, and the panic attacks continued off and on and finally went to see a physician who said, this is what's going on. And, and um, I did actually get some meds for a while, and then I stopped taking them. And I, I guess it was 
always kind of manageable, something I sort of learned to live with. And in, let's say, sort of everything came to a head in around 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2011, I, I, between 2011, the end of 2011 and the beginning of 2013, um, I lost all the people in my family. My mom passed away, and then my sister, and then my brother. And they were all pretty unexpected. And then my son moved to London, and my little dog died of 13 years. And my husband went away for eight months for a job. And it sounds, when I put it all together like that, it sounds like, good Lord. It's but, you know, lot. I was just, yeah, lot. it was a lot. It was. And me, I'm always, I've always been a very strong, I'm very optimistic. Mm-hmm. You know, I really, I have to say, you know, God said, I'm going to make you nervous, but I'm going to give you a really good character. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so I've always been very optimistic and I thought, well, this is all fine. You know, all this, it's, it's okay. I can get through all this, but something happened when, um, when my husband went away for those eight months, I was by myself, the anxiety got worse and I had a terrible panic attack Mm -hmm. where, I mean, it was like sort of two days. I almost couldn't function. I really couldn't hardly get off the couch and I was in such a state of panic and what would happen And what has happened to me as I've gotten older is when I'm in that state of panic, I start to, um, what's the word where you think of something over and over again? Ruminate. Yeah. Oh, the rumination. Mm -hmm. Oh, Gina. The rumination started. And um, that's one of those signals to me that's like, okay, I'm ruminating. I need to, my self-care has to be really good now. So I started ruminating about the past. Oh, my word. I mean, and guilt and, you know, all the beautiful symptoms that go with someone who's prone to anxiety and prone to panic. And, and then I slid into a deep depression. Not, it's not overnight. It happened over months. So I got to a, a point where, I mean, this was probably the lowest in my life, lowest point in my life, where um, I was just always on the lookout for the next panic attack. And I couldn't, couldn't eat. Um, I mean, it's, it's odd because I, you know, people say to me, oh, I was in class with you then. I would have never known. So I probably am very skilled at covering it. Yeah. But um, left by myself, you know, I was very, very uncomfortable. And again, this is part of my character is, okay, as I, as I shared with you earlier, Gina, I said, I'm going to get better like it's my job. Yes. Because I have way too much to do. Life is too wonderful. I have a wonderful family. I'm truly blessed. I mean, I do not have a bad life at all um, that I'm going to get better now. I realized, not to be a disjoint here, all those losses that I suffered in a short period of time, mm-hmm. I think that that was really kind of what triggered the big, the big, um, yeah. you know, anxiety, panic, depression, yeah. all that. So the first thing I did was I recognized, okay, there's some stuff that I need to work through. So I went to a therapist and started having talk therapy, uh, cognitive behavior therapy. It was actually my son who recommended it nice. because... Yeah, my older son is also quite sensitive, and I was very straight, and I said, look, I've got this, this is going on with me, and he said, "Um, you know what, mom, you need CBT, cognitive behavior therapy, Mm -hmm. did not know what that was, so I looked it up and found an incredible lady near me, began to see her every week. At the same time, I started reading everything I could about all of it, anxiety, depression, you know, they kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. I don't, I know not everyone with anxiety gets depressed, but I mean, do you find that Gina? It's, Is that your um, experience? If you're anxious long enough, it seems to right. come. Yeah, because they they do have very different energies. But if you are anxious long enough, it's almost like you run out of steam and it just gets darker and darker and darker. Have you tried One Skin for your skincare routine yet? <laughs> 
I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Right. Absolutely. So I started doing a lot of, um, well, one of the things that, that soothed me, I did everything I could that would soothe me. And one of the things was listening to podcasts. And your podcast was one of the first ones I found. And it was like, oh, I'm not alone wow, I'm not sick. I'm not nothing. I'm just me having to say, you know, this is just how I am. So um, I began listening to podcasts. I began um, reading. I began really focus. I couldn't eat. So I made sure that I had nutrition. So I had smoothies because I could put down a smoothie. (laughs) Yeah, I could get that down. And so I made sure that it was chock full of um, fish oils and kale and, you know, all things. Basically, what I did, Gina, was it was all about my brain. I became really um, committed to nourishing my brain. And only did what was good for my brain. So getting a lot of rest was also good for my, because your brain, you know, leads to your nervous system. So I fed my brain. I rested my brain. I tried to, um, you know, only listen to positive things, funny movies, things like that. Um, And, uh, oh, and I began to exercise. I tend to be, I mean, you'll probably understand this, Gina. Um, We ladies who are, love our computers or have, have um, jobs in front of a computer. Yes. We tend to sit a lot. Oh, yeah. And I, it's one of my favorite things to do <laughs> is to sit. And so I uh, thought, okay, that I can't do that. I must exercise. And, you know, again, I started learning about having what, what happens with a panic attack is it's an amygdala hijack. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I would feel like, okay, oh, my amygdala is getting hijacked. I'm getting that arousal in my brain. And I'd start focusing on the frontal cortex and okay. engaging my frontal cortex and getting sort of scientific about it. I began exercising. Um, I walked and then sometimes I, I would run. And that was one of the best things to really soothe my, my anxiety. Okay, so therapy, uh, exercise, nutrition. Yeah. And, um, and of course, my essential oils. Yeah. Funny, because through all of this, I haven't even mentioned this yet. And I can honestly say, too, that because of my many, many years working with plant medicine is probably why it was so easy for me to become committed to natural therapies for myself. 
because I know that they work and, and I know about so many different therapies. Right. So um, I didn't just like, I'm trying to think how, pe- how do people cope with not natural ways. I didn't like drink wine or I, I don't know. For me, I just knew that I had, to, it was about healing. Right. So I began pulling out the essential oils from my, I have literally hundreds of essential oils because I have a school and I have access to all these oils. And I started pulling out the essential oils that are known to soothe the central nervous system. So one of the things, I do have a lot of knowledge about essential oils. I mean, I've even studied the chemistry of the oils at mm-hmm. Purdue University. I teach the chemistry. So I have, my my knowledge is grounded in science. And although I'm not a geek, I like science at mm-hmm. times because it really helps me to understand, you know, what, yeah. how it's working with the body and so forth. So I pulled out bergamot Good. and, um, of course, lavender. I use lavender quite a bit. Um, I would uh, lavender, bergamot. Those Bergamot and lavender are the two I turn to most when I can feel my anxiety rising. Yeah. And But the one that surprised me that I was drawn to was Melissa. Oh, <clears throat> yes, Melissa, unfortunately, it's quite an expensive oil. But, you know, sometimes those expensive oils, they're they're the ones that really work. Melissa, it comes from the plant, Melissa officinalis. It grows in, now, I don't know, in Hawaii. I think everything grows in Hawaii. Um, <laughs> here in Pennsylvania, it's abundant in the summer. It's called lemon balm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you guys have that in Hawaii? Uh, yeah, we could grow it here, yeah. Okay. It's uh, in the mint family. It looks like a mint, but when you squeeze it, it smells beautifully lemony. And so, it's expensive? It's very expensive, and it doesn't make sense in a way because it is so abundant. It is abundant. You know, it just, it, yeah, it grows like a weed. However, it um, it's very stingy. The, she doesn't yield her essential oil very easily, so it uh. takes a tremendous amount of plant material to yield a little bit of oil, which is why it is so expensive. However, you can also make a hydrosol with it. You can make teas with it and all sorts of things. But I had the essential oil, and I started to diffuse it. Now, lemon balm has been clinically proven. I mean, Melissa lemon balm, whatever, whichever you want to call it, Melissa essential oil has been clinically proven to help with nerves, help with depression. It helps with sleep. And it's not one of my favorite oils. And yet I was very drawn to it. I do feel that sometimes, you know, we have this innate, you know, our inner healer. Sometimes we know what we need Yeah. on some level. So I started to diffuse Melissa every day. And I would sit quietly and I would read my uh, positive thinking books and um, say my my um, meditations and things like that and diffuse the I try to sit at least once a day and then I would have it diffusing when I was in the house or uh, even in my massage room because I do massages at times. Mm-hmm. It took me I was probably really in the thick of it for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then um, I did start to feel better. I, my husband came home. His being away was not was part of, you know, a part of my source of angst. Yes. <laughs> anyway, he did come home and um and but I continued to have my therapy. I continued to do all the healing things even after feeling better. I mean, I knew at some point when the rumination stopped that um I really was it was an episode and in fact, when I told my therapist, you know, I'm really feeling awesome these days and she said, "Excellent. It's in remission." <laughs> I thought, yeah. "Don't say that." <laughs> Yeah. But, um, you know, it was, she said what you had was an episode, like, well, it was a depressive episode. Right. Um, 
I still find that I, you know, I can have moments of anxiety. And one of the things that I have learned, Gina, is when I feel anxious, I always ask myself, where am I thinking there's scarcity? Mm. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but very often when we feel anxious about something, especially if we kind of know what it's about, um, if I start to feel anxious for sort of, I don't know, no reason, I'll ask myself, huh, what am I anxious about? And I may say, okay, I'm anxious about, I don't know, a, a course that I'm writing, or I'm anxious about an upcoming class. All right, so what about that class am I anxious about it? Well, I'm anxious that I don't have enough time to prepare. Okay, so is that true that you don't have enough time to prepare? No, I do have enough time. I always look to see where do I feel there isn't enough. That makes Very sense often. to me. Because, yeah, doesn't it? Because scarcity triggers fear because then, you know, in our ancient brain, that would mean danger. Absolutely. So, you bet. And it doesn't matter whether it was time or food. It was right. It triggers danger. So it makes you perfect bet. sense. It's a wonderful question to ask. Right. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, we get, you know, there could be scarcity. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough years left. You know, it could be that there isn't enough money. There isn't an, I don't have enough friends. There isn't enough love. There's whatever where at some point there's a scarcity issue. So just have a look at that and, um, and see where you feel. And then, and then tell yourself, is this really true? Right. There, there really is always enough, even if we don't, even if we have to look for it. <laughs> exactly. And we always yeah. handle what's right in front of us. We always take care of business when we need to. It's That's the, exactly right. It's the uh, ruminating thoughts we can't deal with. They're That's so right. Elusive. Yes. I, I love these oils that you came up with, and I love that you would be uh, kind enough and open enough to share your story because that really helps people understand, uh, like the path through. And, That's right. And that it is possible, and even can hit us when we, you know, uh, when we aren't taking care of ourselves. So important. I love that you keep that up regularly. Yeah, it really is. And there are times, Gina, when it's, especially now that I'm feeling completely back to my normal self, I mean, with my odd little, little blips of anxiety that pop up, um, I still find, if I find myself starting to get sloppy, you know, I haven't. It's I work at home. It's I I can go three days and never leave the house. I know. Plus I love I love being home and I love what I do at home. But there but it's like nope. You need to get out and go for a walk, or I will force myself to do my Tuesday therapy, which is there is a big the the largest thrift store in the United States is here in my little town of Seal and Scrub, Pennsylvania, okay. and everything's fifty percent off on Tuesday. So sometimes <laughs> it's like get out. Even my husband, he'll say, go out, get something at this thrift store, come back and tell me how much money you saved. Yeah. Because, you, yeah. you know, it's kind of like you ha- we have to find the, the way that where we where we feel where that lightens our heart. Yeah. You know, and for me, that's 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 thrift stores and yard sales. I love them. Well, yeah. Like um, Julia Cameron would call those uh, artist states. Right. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Just get out. Go to somewhere that stimulates you. That's right. And your creative juices, that's different for everyone. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. Did you want me to share a little more about oils? I would love to hear and, a little bit more about oils and how, for my people specifically, I'm beginning to think that we may need to have you come back on the show because I would love to have another time where you actually share your journey into aromatherapy hmm. because I have a feeling that's probably very interesting in and of itself. But could you share before we wrap up what you suggest for people? I mean, you've really kind of covered it in your history, but what you would suggest to the listeners who are struggling right now? Mm -hmm. The first thing is it will get better and you are definitely not alone and do what you need to do to feel better. Even if someone else says, what are you doing that for? Like me going to a thrift store because I'm out in the public and it's where I felt it's whatever, for whatever reason it made me, it worked in my brain, you know, um, the biggest thing, Gina, that I took away from listening to so many podcasts and reading books and magazines and websites, but pri- primarily listening was, oh, my gosh, there are a lot of us out there. Yeah. And we're really okay. It's just that we have this uncomfortable sensitivity, and sometimes it's temporary, sometimes it lasts a lifetime, and you're definitely not alone, and it will definitely, it can get better. It really can. Beautiful. And I suggest that people check out these oils that you suggested, the bergamot, the lavender, mm-hmm. and the melissa. Will mm-hmm. it be listed as, will it be uh, bottled as melissa or lemon balm? In the essential oil is melissa. Okay. Now, I will tell you, it is, as you said yourself, Jean, it's an expensive essential oil. And some places will sell little tiny quantities. You don't need much. You don't really don't need much. A five mil bottle, I'm trying to think how much. It's probably going to be around $65 for mm-hmm. a five mil, little five mil bottle, which is probably about as big as your thumb. Mm-hmm. But some places will sell two mil, you know, have, have smell, sell really small um, quantities. Right. But um, honestly, lavender very often, because lavender has, and I won't get too technical here, linoacetate, which is a molecule that will soothe the central nervous system. You don't even have to have a sense of smell and it will work for you because it's it's the um, it's the chemistry. It's kind of like you don't have to have a sense of smell and coffee will still stimulate your nervous system. Right. The exactly. same same thing with essential oils. That their beautiful smell is a plus. And so I find can, it interesting that bergamot and lavender are two of my favorites and always have been. So again really? I was probably just following my soul to some some peace and quiet. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And you know, the citruses are also very uplifting and yes. they're cheering and I love, you know, they grow on the tops of the trees and they're sort of beckoning for the sun. And I always feel like they're just infused with sunshine and when we're anxious, you know, we can get very gloomy and and our world can get really tiny and um I feel that that kind of opens us up a little bit and and is very brightening and cheering. Very beautiful. Wow, that that alone is cheerful. Like, let's all go get our bergamot <laughs> right now. Yes, a, orange, lemon, grapefruit, all of yes, those. Yes, all of them. Mm-hmm. You bet. Yes. Gosh, it's just so much fun talking with Eugenia. And this, as I said, having listened to you, when I needed to hear, I needed um, to be comforted, and I needed to know. Okay, I, I, it's this is a very common. Yeah. What's the word? Condition. You know, being yeah. being having anxiety and um, and to actually be here talking with you. I'm just so thrilled. 
I'm oh really gosh. I am too. I, we finally did it. We finally did it. We, we did. And just for people to know that that we are out there, those who have uh, are emotionally sensitive, or that they're a highly sensitive person, that we need a little extra care. And mm-hmm. it's just we're all built differently. And you just need to we don't come with operating instructions. We kind of learn that as we go along. So as you heal as you feel better like Liz did, still keep up those practices of taking mm-hmm. care of your nervous system and how yours works. So Absolutely. Liz, you have yes. been a real delight. I don't want to let you go until you can tell everyone where they can find you and what you can do for them with all your education. Okay. Oh, thank you, Gina. Absolutely. My school is aromaticwisdominstitute.com. Right now, my classes are all live. However, at the end of this month of May, I'm launching my first online course. And actually, I I think it would be a lot of interest to your audience in particular because it's on the energetics of essential oil. So the energetics, yeah, reaches a lot of the emotions of us. Gee, why would that be my first course, I wonder? (laughs) (laughs) And and I have the, the podcast, as you mentioned, the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast, and Last, I guess it was about a year ago, I can't remember, I did a podcast in which I shared my story that I shared with you today and um, about my, you know, my adventure in anxiety and depression and how I addressed it with the natural therapies. And that is episode number, now you told me, oh, 21, 21. Aromatic Wisdom. You can go either to the website, aromaticwisdominstitute.com forward slash 21. Or in iTunes, it's episode 21. So um, in all of the episodes, I pretty much talk about, not pretty much, I do talk about aromatherapy, essential oils, natural healing. I tend to tell a lot of stories because I like, that's the way I communicate. And a lot of the 26 years of using essential oils, I have a lot of stories of successes and failures and things I've done that, oops, please never do this, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And um but number 21 specifically about my um, my ep- my episode and that I had personally and actually I have one on transitions and loss and grief that your audience may also find helpful because the um, the oils that I talked about in there would also help with anxiety good do you know that number or we can just look at it I, will. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's uh, I'm sorry. Wonderful. We can go there and look for the episode on loss and grief, and use some of those uh, some of the wisdom that's in there. Liz, you are a wonderful guest, and you are so much fun. And I am actually quite thrilled and honored that I know you. Thank you for being on the show Thank with you. us today. Thank you so very much for giving me an opportunity to share my story with your precious audience and your listeners. And um, this was awesome connecting with you. I, I appreciate your having me. Thank you so much. Well, I'm going to have you back, so I okay. think just keep that in the back of your head. And I want everyone to know all of those Uh, Links that Liz mentioned will be in the show notes, so don't panic. You'll have someplace you can go and find them. Thanks again, Liz. Be well, sweetheart. Thank you, Gina. You too. Aloha. Aloha. Bye-bye. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.